Are you ready to go down the rabbit hole? The All Things Alice podcast will explore the cultural phenomena of Alice in Wonderland. Frank Bedore, the author of the Looking Glass Wars trilogy, is your host through a wonderverse of interviews from all types of creators as they chronicle the dark yet empowering reality of Lewis Carroll's fantasies and answer the question, what is it about Alice that captivates us still today? The All Things Alice podcast, available wherever you listen to podcasts. From the team that brought you the award-winning show Retro Replay and the Emmy-nominated comedy series Con Man comes a new idea just crazy enough to be good. Introducing Couch Soup. I know, I know, you're probably wondering, what is Couch Soup? Well, Couch Soup is content for your hungry nerd soul. Daily articles from fans, not pundits. Weekly podcasts that contain a multiverse of opinions on all things pop culture. Exclusive videos and weekly live streams where we laugh, scream, and sometimes have technical difficulties. All created by folks like you, the gamers, the film nerds, the TV bingers, comic book lovers, bookworms, and pop culture enthusiasts, all in one giant bowl of beautiful, disgusting, soupy goodness at CouchSoup.com. You are listening to The Monarch Files, your weekly breakdown of each episode of Monarch Legacy of Monsters, part of the Watching Now series on Couch Soup. Be sure to subscribe to keep up with all the monster action and like and comment with what you thought of this week's episode. On the task force this evening, we have Brandy. Hello. Lily. Hello there. And Alex is back. Hello, Alex. Howdy. Hello. 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 <laughs> and of course, I'm your host, Dan Morris. We are here for the final episode of monarch legacy of monsters we got the season finale today and oh boy i'm sure there's gonna be a lot of fun thoughts and uh opinions to share good and bad i think a lot of different opinions a I lot think. of varied mm-hmm. varied opinions um so welcome back to alex uh thank you lily and brandy for joining us for this last episode of the breakdown episodes we will be doing a recap episode next week i believe mm-hmm. and hopefully to go over the entire series and how we feel about it after it's all said and done now but tonight we're talking about episode 10 beyond logic let's give our first uh non-spoiler first impressions again very very emotional there's a lot of snot crying for me i'm sorry that's all i'm gonna say just snot cries i get Let's it watch the episode snot cry mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. That's all I got for non-spoiler because I want to get into it. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Let's go jump to Lily. Was it titled Beyond Logic? That's the title. Yeah. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. it was. It was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Of course. Like you know, in a salty way. (laughs) Just so you all know. Monsterverse is logical. There's no logic. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't. I can't. I can't. Beyond logic um, lies truth. I, I wasn't lies. here last week, so so you know. But I wrote about my opinion on the on the last. Well, the the, the previous episode. I still feel that I'm lying. <laughs> what the fuck? What was the point? Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, whoever created this, fuck you. Like, <laughs> fuck you, fucking Kurt Russell. What the fuck? 
that's it. I think everyone was just mad that I like picked up one of the biggest plot lines at the very beginning. And everybody were like, no. <laughs> I was kind of surprised that that's where it was. I was hoping it wasn't, but like, I don't <laughs> know. It's kind of far for the course for these things. So go ahead and tell us your uh, first impression there, Alex, while we're on it. Uh, thank God it's over. <laughs> I've been waiting for this thing to like wrap up this entire time. Honestly, one of the the biggest enjoyments of this entire thing has been hanging out with you guys, like mm. talking the the times I've been on the show. Because like without that, I really just wanted this to be like done and over. If it wasn't for this podcast, I probably wouldn't have watched it week by week. Really, I would have waited. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you did mention that before that you would have waited until the whole thing came out and then just blasted through it in yep. one go. It's fair. Yeah, so I think this was a good episode all in all. There is definitely a lot of twists and turns and ways that we weren't expecting things to go. And I don't know, I I can, I'm going to pre-say I agree with most everyone's salt, but at the same time, I had fun with it. So with that, let's get right on into our spoiler review of this week's episode. These show notes brought to you by Brandy. <laughs> Please don't read them. I'm going to read them and you're going to have to deal with it, Brandy. And the audience is going to know exactly who wrote them. That's right. <laughs> so. They're like, yeah, that insane person right there. Good. It was probably going to be pretty breath. funny. I think, I think they'll enjoy it. People will be like, hat. why wasn't Brandy writing these all along? What the hell? Yeah. Idiot. Episode starts where we left off Kate looking up at Keiko. Mm. Cut to Tokyo. <laughs> Kentaro yeah. and Hiroshi speaking with Kentaro, helping Hiroshi continue his work. Please don't read them. Well, I have to make sense out of them somehow. So, Well, you should have read them before. Okay. There you go. Just kidding. Hiroshi said maybe if Keiko? Brandon oh my God, Shaw? please stop reading it like word for word. <laughs> You're so fired. So anyways, yeah, well, let's start on that first scene. Let's back it up oh and start God. on the first scene. We, we we start off with Kate looking <laughs> at Keiko and there's a little bit of like, who are you? No, who are you? Who are you? And of course, Kate realizes that, oh my God, this is my grandmother. and She's still alive. I thought that was a cool scene. And there was a cool little like, just like Kate was just like, I, I don't know how to how to express myself right now or how to feel about this. <laughs> like, this is nuts. Yeah, I mean, okay. I know a lot of people were like, what the fuck? Why? But I'm like, I, I, I liked Keiko as a character so much that I was like, I was kind of happy for her to be there. And I'm like, okay. it It's batshit. And I'm loving it for that. It's stupid, silly, and I'm having fun. So it's just, it's fun. It's not anything I'm taking seriously. So the show <laughs> treads a weird line because yeah. in in some ways it's not like, taking itself too seriously but it's trying to i, I right, don't know that's kind I don't of know. the whole reason it exists right is yeah. to like ground everything else that's going on around it while also somehow leaning into this like hollow in world <laughs> where we have godzilla versus kong and godzilla x kong coming out in a couple of weeks uh it's i don't think we nuts. can question what is weird and what's silly and what's not because obviously right. the whole monster verse is <laughs> bonkers and stupid but it's just weird to me that like they really tried to make sure all the little plot pieces are together and it's still just kind of like eh don't worry about it it's all (laughs) fantasy nonsense which great fine it's just weird how we got here (laughs) what are your thoughts on Keiko's survival Lily (laughs) 
You can keep, keep it simple if you want. You Where don't have to go know? too deep. <laughs> it's so stupid. I was like, what? Like, you know, like, first of all, they never share, like, how the fuck did she survive? Like, those bug things just basically grabbed her. It looked like that they're going to eat her. But somehow she survived it's, It that. was a like, soft, cushioned fall on top hole. of the bugs. I, oh, come on. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> it's like how it went. Like I think I, I mentioned in in one of the previous episodes. It's like the problem of the show is that when they started off, it was more serious than what we got from the MonsterVerse so far. And then I think halfway through they went, "Well, what are we trying to do?" And they were like, "Let's just." just drop the whole thing and just be idiots i i don't know and i was like but why like you know you started off so great it was honestly like i i really enjoyed it like it had a more serious tone uh we we got to go behind the scenes it was interesting to follow two timelines and you know that it looked like there were stakes because keiko dies at the very beginning and you're like oh jesus christ they're like oh okay they're going for it mm. and now she's she's back and like you know oh she's not dead i never like, thought she was though <laughs> you think that pilot guy should have been. Off? probably she not should have been. no yeah. the pilot guy's gone uh, yeah because they blew him up <laughs> they blew him up so if he was alive I mean, at, oops <laughs> at, at this point i wouldn't even have been surprised if if he returns like you mm. know he's just there because Monster he survived powers. somehow people will come back to right. life the g cells because let's be fair this is like Keiko survived somehow. I wanted How? to see more about the specifics and like Keiko's newly acquired skill set. Like even if she would have scared away the boar or something with like some flashbang she like rigged together or something. Like show that she's surviving based on her own capabilities. Eh, she's a smart lady. She figures it out. Right. We get some scenes of like her little camp, but I would have liked to seen her show some action of some sort. Yeah, some of like a few like an episode dedicated to just her surviving kind of like not even a whole episode just like eh, a season two <laughs> yeah most likely we'll get some flashbacks like, or like maybe she had a knife made out of monster parts or something i don't know like she's got something. like a kong axe that's made out of godzilla like splinter or something <laughs> yeah toenail Ooh. godzilla toenail so anyways we get to uh the next scene is to, in tokyo where kentaro is talking to hiroshi uh and hiroshi's kind of trying to explain things and he's asking Kentaro to basically help him continue you know with the 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 search and the pursuit that he's been on and he explaining everything he kind of like apologizes for what happens and there's that bit where Kentaro is like I'm not doing nothing for you Kentaro is still the best Kentaro is pretty great I like Kentaro yeah a lot. I like Kentaro mm -hmm. yeah he could have got more screen time but yeah, oh, yeah. I, I do like yeah. Kentaro Mm -hmm. He's got a because great at least of he's not bitching around. Like, yeah. you know. Well, in the in the beginning, again, this is one of the characters that I like the most because mm. the beginning of the show, I was like, I don't know if I like this guy. But then, like as the show went on, I'm like, this is the dude fucking saving everyone. Like, I don't know. Mm. So I'm like, all right, let's go, let's go, Kentaro. So I'm gotta say really he's one of my favorite characters. characters this time around yeah. i mean obviously that's kind of the highlight of the show but like the character i mean the show's about the characters yeah that's like is. ultimately the archetypes they represent the way they interact with each other all of that has been really fun and interesting well 
It could have been better. Mostly. <laughs> for some of us, at least. It's pretty good for Godzilla stuff. Yeah. Let's be real. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah if you Godzilla hold this up to a mirror of like on, yeah. Japanese Godzilla films. <laughs> like, or mm-hmm. any of them. <laughs> yeah. Or going back to Keiko and Kate, um, where they they finally catch up with May and Shaw. Just Thankfully, they just run into each other. Mm. And... May and Kate embrace oh, each wow. other and Shaw starts talking to Kate from behind a tree. And this is where Shaw kind of like reveals to Kate that or Keiko that she's been down there for 50, 60 years. But for her, mm-hmm. she says it felt like or it was only 57, 57 days, days by her yeah. count. So and it doesn't look like time's passed at all for her. Mm-hmm. So essentially I like a lot. This was really cool. It was really intense. It was really emotional. I really liked mm-hmm. uh, the responses and the acting between Keiko and Shaw. There was a lot of emotion definitely there of this mm-hmm. like, um, what am I thinking? Interstellar kind of realization of like time has jumped drastically for everybody but Keiko. So him uh, easing her into that realization yeah. that he's old shows yeah. a tremendous kindness and caring for her. Because that that's, he's is a big that. mind fuck. Like, mm-hmm. it's going to be a big mindfuck. Like, I can't even imagine, like, what is going through her head. Well, the fact mm-hmm. that he, like, he's preparing her by telling her, like, hey, this is when it, you fell. This is when I came looking for you. This is what happened to me, which was 20 years later. Now it's been 30 years later, more than that. And then Keiko has that moment of, like, you know, there is, like, a spatial time distortion that's very possible. And then that's when he steps out and, like, her brain is prepared mm-hmm. to see that, okay, he's drastically older now. The time truly has passed. He preps her by giving her all the information she needs to figure it out. Like it's it's both him acknowledging just how fucking smart she is. Mm-hmm. And then also just like that kindness level. It's really clever, like scene uh, framing. Lily's like, not nah, yeah. stupid. <laughs> <laughs> no, that that part is not stupid. I enjoyed that. Also, I will just point it out that I cry on everything. So like I already mm-hmm. told you this, like, you know, it's already a win if you make me cry. Me, like I mean, I got a bit emotional, but like I didn't like. Blah. I think I'm just so dominant. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm like I'm still at the because. Here's the thing, they are in the Hollow Earth. We already been to the Hollow they're Earth. They're not in the Hollow Earth. They're not. They're not in Hollow Earth. They're in the world between. They very worlds. specifically state it's not. It's not the Hollow it's Earth. It's not the land of the Titans. Oh, come on, it's in between. But it also makes more sense of how they're able to get to where they are without getting crushed and killed by all the logic. It's Miller. Ye old undertow. Hey. Yeah. It's a land between. They tried without a physicist available, apparently. The land before time. (laughs) What? Brandy's losing your marbles. What? I am losing my mind. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm tired. Okay, so God knows where they are anyway. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, access if, Monday. If you didn't, if if you didn't pick up on it, because I don't think they make it obvious that it's it's not the same place that they were in Godzilla versus Kong. Uh, then it's like, okay, so time passes differently. It mm-hmm. didn't do it in that movie so what the fuck like you know like well, how many, it's, it's a different place how many, yeah but how many layers are we gonna like you know are we, are we gonna mm. say that earth has like 57 as many layers as it takes to keep making story? more television that's shows. right <laughs> right 
<laughs> I guess whatever is most convenient for the plot. Right? I mean, like Stargate SG One, like what, we can make up infinite universes Stargate to keep making different. <laughs> Star Trek is different. It's so different. Like mm-hmm. you know, come on, we we are like they they are explaining that it it is inside the earth basically or somewhere. <laughs> I don't know. Fuck off. It's like, and, and I hate that they are making the characters, like, especially uh, Kate on the, on the way. I don't think it's her fault. I think it's the script's fault that she just became so fucking annoying by the end. <laughs> I was like, stop fucking say everything. She crying, barely like, spoke you know, like, in the last episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but that was annoying as well. Like, <laughs> oh, May. <laughs> like, fuck off. That's your brother's girlfriend. You fucking we have ass. To find <laughs> May. <laughs> oh my God. She got real what? attached real quick. <laughs> Granted, they survived a tragic yeah. Alaskan incident, which will bring calm people your tits together. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, but still. But still. Like, come on. That's it's it, I don't know. I don't know what they did with the characters by the end, but like Kate and May by the end was I didn't really any, even pay attention to them in this last episode, really. Mm. Yeah, I it was more Keiko I'm and okay Cha with that because I was I was and Kintaro and Hiroshi. Like those were the people that I was like focused on in this yes, episode. Obviously. I don't know. You know who the hero of this whole thing is? Tim. Mm. Tim. Mm. Oh, Tim yeah. is still there going the strong. Lord. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. Man, I hated that guy. Uh, some other, but I like him now. Bits in that conversation too is the uh, realization that uh, Billy is gone because Billy's been mm-hmm. dead for several years, and Shaw that was heartbreaking. Like mentions it, yeah. and mm-hmm. she has like that intense moment. Or as Brandy wrote it in the notes, has a holy fuck moment. Yeah. Um, after she also is told that Kate is her granddaughter, so there's a lot of like, where's Hiroshi? Oh, Hiroshi's still alive. He's old and he has kids, and this is one of them. Hi, <laughs> like holy welcome to fuck. the reality. That was her. You've been gone for sixty days, and now you have grandchildren. I I will just quickly add that <laughs> the moment that <laughs> that Lee shows up and he's all dead, all dead. <laughs> they should have done the whole Kevin Hart bit where Keiko turns around and goes, "Damn, damn." I'm sorry. <laughs> I was waiting for that like <laughs> That would have been really funny. It's so funny. Oh yeah, but you're a silver daddy. I don't know. That's like silver a daddy. daddy. Whoa, I looked it up. It's <laughs> a real Woo. reason Lily's salty. She just wasn't getting enough of her, her Russell action on screen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. I mean, I'm sorry, but what they did with my man is like Cool. <laughs> Just anyway. go watch Ahsoka again. You'll be Maybe fine. he's okay. <laughs> yeah, I will. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> He'll be fine. <laughs> I don't want that either. Like, you know, <laughs> I, as I said, it, like, where are the stakes of this show? Nowhere because no one fucking dies, basically. Mm-hmm. But anyway, damn. 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 <laughs> uh, so back in normal world i guess normal. uh we have uh tim talking to verdugo and verdugo is basically telling him to go back to the normal grind after he's like recovering from the last episode and his injuries <laughs> and he's just like you know what yeah monarch and you are full of shit and i'm done i'm out of mm-hmm. here so he basically just quits even though i think i wrote stupid bullshit in there he does. You do have and their bullshit. Oh yeah. <laughs> he says bullshit. Shaw was right yeah. about Monarch and their bullshit. 
Mm-hmm. There is that age-old question when it comes to disaster media of like, do we save you know the entire population or do we save the people closest to us? Yeah, so but Tim is making like. the point like, there's obviously someone there right, that yeah. knows what the fuck they're doing, <laughs> and these people could potentially save the six billion people or seven billion people, however many damn idiots there are on this planet. But I mean, yeah, Tim had the right idea. Why the fuck not? Shin Godzilla does this way better about like the bureaucracy of yeah. managing yeah. disasters, but it's there's some elements of that here. Is it bad that I kind of want something to happen to Verdugo? Mm. I, don't know. I don't know why. No, <laughs> She's okay. asking for it. Yeah, I mean, Tim makes the point about like trying to pursue the signal coming up from below from the the rifts because he's trying to say that there's somebody down there that's you know obviously knows the shit something's going on and we should be pursuing this and that's where he has that kind of aha moment of like okay monarch is just sitting on their asses not really doing anything constructive Time to do something mm-hmm. yeah so then we go back into Axis Monday the in between lands the not hollow earth and middle earth. Middle Earth, as you will. <laughs> I think that just irritates a little even more. <laughs> I know, I know. Sorry. <laughs> she sh- she shakes her head every time I say it. <laughs> I just assumed it was Hollow Earth. I was not the wise. Well, it was kind of our assumption too, but yeah. There you go. Anyways, we see uh, Shaw, and he sees the gamma emitter that Keiko has repurposed to make a the signal to boost out to like try to bring people to find her. And that's where he's saying, like, wait, if we can wire this back the way it was, we can use it to get out of here. Mm. And that's where um, they get, like, on mission to essentially go to Shaw's original dropship, which is still there because it hasn't been that long since he was there. Just a few weeks. Yeah. And uh, they have to haul the original emitter back over there and have Keiko rewire it, which is all very easily handled, you know. Easy enough, oh, easy yeah. peasy. Mm-hmm. Just sure. why not? I'm surprised they didn't need May for this fixing of the thingy. Because she's the like extremely <laughs> smart programmer. Yeah. Hey, person. Keiko. They're like, we don't you guys are done now. You're gonna be over here. Yeah. yeah. We'll I just let wish you know if we need collaborative you. effort be aside quiet. from <laughs> packing the thing around. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's just the writers being like, Oh yeah, we have other characters here. Who the fuck cares? I mean, <laughs> I think it's fair for Keiko to get her time and her spotlight in yeah, the setting. So I'm okay with it. Honestly, I'm 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 over May. I'm over Kate. I'm I'm good with Keiko just being kind of the star now. This I'm is the scene that. where I wish they would have focused a little more about her survival situation because we see sure. her smoking yeah. meat and have like a little camp and stuff. And she's like, got like that. She's like, much for two. She's months. got a canteen made out of something like a gourd. Got a gourd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. She's just my hero. She's really cool. <laughs> I just wish that they honed in on that just a little more. Yeah. Make her a little more heroic. Yeah. She's just smart. scrappy. Smart women are sexy. Or even some sort of nod of like shopping, like, ah, I see you've <laughs> put to test my survival skills. I was teaching you all those years that we've never mentioned until right now. Mm-hmm. You know, something like that. <laughs> she didn't need no man to tell her. <laughs> I was thinking it. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. Okay. So. I'm going to skip over uh, this part real quick. We get the scene where Hiroshi is moving out of their apartment in Tokyo with Kentaro and Kentaro's mother. Kentaro's mom has this good moment of like, you know, this boy mm-hmm. needs his father. You better stay in touch with him. You better be a father to him. But bye bye. Like We're no done. matter what you did <laughs> you to know, me, like, he needs his dad. <laughs> like, of course, Kentaro's mom, who's 
been like our favorite mom of ever ever yeah, she's, she's still so going amazing. strong it's it's obvious to me that he met kate's mom first and then mm-hmm. when he well, yeah, was kate's in older. tokyo yeah when he was in tokyo with shaw when shaw came back that's when mm-hmm. it seems like that's when he met right. kentaro's mom because she was just the sweetest freaking little nurse mm-hmm. and like yeah he said he couldn't help falling in love with her and i'm like i get that yeah. she's awesome Make baby quickly. Yeah, make baby kindness. I mean, why not? Why not? Like some really, really heartwarming, caring moments between characters. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they do pretty good with that amongst all the other nonsense. Nonsense. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, so then we cut to Kentaro, who's back at his favorite bar, and he's drinking some whiskey, and he has this little flashback about May, and then shows up as Tim. Like, hey, Tim, welcome back, Tim. Hi, Tim. He's just there, like he does. You know, Tim just appears. Because I even said Tim the Time Lord when he just appeared mm-hmm. in the bar. Time Lord. Just everywhere. I He's, love this bar. This is the type of thing I would go to. Hey, I like really his, like. Uh, yeah, Tim. Spots. Tim said that Kentaro's mom <laughs> told him where mm. she where he'd be. Yeah. I'm like, mm. He's a Time Lord. We know him. Like you know, he already knows where Kentaro is. Yep. Yeah. So he he tells uh, Kentaro about what he's trying to get at. Uh, but he's starting to hit hint at it. And of course, Kentaro's just like, what are you doing here? I don't really want anything to do with you. But he's like, you know, someone is in the rifts and we need to find out who it is. And he says, we need to talk to Hiroshi. And of course, Kentaro just told off Hiroshi, basically. That he wants nothing to do with him. <laughs> uh, so back down into the Middle Earth, we have Shaw and Keiko having this uh, moment and uh, sharing just some memories and Shaw's having this like you know you're exactly the way I remember you and Keiko's like it's been two months for me <laughs> you know but mm-hmm. all of a sudden everything has changed my life is gone I've lost everything you know Shaw's old her, uh, Billy's gone her kids grown up she's got grandkids now she just missed everything but uh, Shaw explains that you know Billy at least saved Monarch and they kept Monarch alive and then exp- he talks about what's going on in the future now essentially explaining like things that have happened and changed i thought that was a really interesting moment and i'm glad they kind of squeezed that in there because i appreciated that with shaw kind of like just breaking down some of the, the finer elements of the world is different but it's still but it's the same the same and keiko yeah. has these kind of like like eye bulging moments hearing yeah, about like, it's like just have gadgets a lot of gadgets and this was the best scene mm-hmm. you think so lo- okay it was it was very heartfelt it was very interesting the way like Shaw was really like explaining things to Keiko and Keiko was just like I don't know what to do and he's like well it's not really that different you know just yeah. gadgets he's really good about easing her into things yeah mm-hmm. I think he's always nice. been good at that though yeah. but I, I like the fact that like he was like you know the thing that is like Billy save the thing that you and he created. And she's like, no, the three of us created this. She brought him back in because I guess in a way he felt on the outs in some ways. But she's like, no, 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 it was a three. Destroying it too, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. But she's like, no, it was the three of us that made this. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was really cool. So in a fun little twist too, when we come back to present day, we see Hiroshi is watching the Bill Randa videos that are of John Goodman. It's like, oh, okay, we got a little bit more John Goodman. Like, it's still the same footage, but he makes a like a comeback around. 
And this is where Tim and Kentaro show up. And Tim is trying to explain to Hiroshi about the signal coming out. And he's just kind of like, oh, yeah, I already know about this. And he's like, no, 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 this is a consistent signal. And he's like, wait, consistent? Okay, so it starts to uh, coherent is the actual word. Mm -hmm. It's a coherent signal. And that's what makes uh, Hiroshi start to realize like, okay, this is something I missed. And it does mean something. But he also got pissed because it was like Tim's giving him hope. And that was like, he was like, this is just fucking cruel, basically. Right. And he's like, and I don't trust Monarch. I don't trust you. Mm -hmm. I don't, you know, Monarch's not going to help us in any way. And then Tim's like, well, it's good because I quit, obviously. Like, I'm not with (laughs) Monarch anymore. (laughs) Or as Brandy put in here, Tim says Monarch won't help, but (laughs) it's not the only game in town. Dun, dun, dun. We have friends (laughs) in low places with a lot of money. Mm. Yeah, he does mention that, like, you know, there's other people that can help. And I immediately was like, mm, I think I know well, who he's, he's talking about. He's not Apex. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I know who he's talking about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I actually didn't. I thought there was going to be some third, like, faction or something. <laughs> there was a moment oh. where I was thinking about, like, the terrorist organizations from, like, King of the Monsters. But it's like, eh, oh, that's sure, a little yeah. bit of a Or maybe, problem. like, Duval somewhere, like, with her, you know, ninjas. I don't know. The <laughs> monarch renegades. Jawhead for a while. Yeah. <laughs> Her elite force of assassin women. I don't know. So this is then we get the scene where Keiko is trying to explain to the gang about um, Axis Monday. And she says, this isn't the world of the Titans. It's more of a world between worlds. Or Brandy put Middle Earth. Haha. <laughs> rabbit hole. <laughs> but this is also she's they very. They talk about a rabbit hole. Yeah. She's very specific mm-hmm. that this isn't the world of the Titans. So not Hollow Earth. They didn't How go all the way through. It's different. How does she know about Hollow Earth? She didn't say it wasn't Hollow Earth, but she does. She yeah, doesn't, but like it implies, like you know, it's uh, it's not. She said that it's not down. the world of the Titans. It's an in between. How does she know? She probably hasn't seen a whole lot of like actual like big ass Titans. There's like, also the like the giant ones. gateway that's kind of just hanging yeah. out there, just mm. chilling. Yeah, but just making that assumption is like wet. Well, how? how? I mean, mm. she could have. It is just, a bit of a leap. Yeah, but it's, it's, if it's they legitimately thing. like purposely were like, okay, there's Hollow Earth, and then there's this other thing, and then there's Earth. Like, hopefully that gets tossed about in the next Godzilla movie or a season two or something. It's like we need the laziest way uh, to have Keiko survive uh, to give mysteries to show of like why doesn't he look his age and you know whatever mm. and. We can't do Hollow Earth because, like, you know, we didn't introduce the whole time moves differently there. So let's create something else that was, you know, never even mentioned once. And I would assume that if this exists, then uh, when Hollow Earth comes up, then it would have been mentioned in a way. So they just kind of shoot it in like, ah, yeah, it's going to work. This is Mm -hmm. how we're going to save this character. And I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah why not but what the fuck like you know again it's not even so great and I'm like we weren't, weren't even moving in this direction like you know there were so many theories of what the end game is going to be like mm-hmm. how it's going to connect uh, to the maybe the, the movies, future yeah. uh, movies and whatever and we never got there like halfway through the, we abandoned the whole Kate and Kentaro was looking for Hiroshi thing uh, and then suddenly it was like okay now we're, we're doing whatever we're just going to stick around because this looks interesting and I'm like <laughs> this could be fun 
Mm-hmm. I mean, it still I... sets itself up to tie into the movies in subsequent yeah. seasons if they're sh- if they're going to continue doing the show. Yeah, but, but yeah. Finally, it, it mm-hmm. you know yeah. gets there. It's gets just there. a weird route to get to that point. Roundabout. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got to do with what they can in a ten episode series, you know, and yeah. make things work, but also make it interesting and goofy fun. Can, There's a lot can... of things that the series does great. But I don't think it's. Uh, I think <laughs> Lily might be just too far gone at this point. <laughs> well, because you can't do it in a way because you have, like, at this point, how many movies? You have Godzilla, uh, Kong, uh, Godzilla versus Kong. The you King mean Godzilla Mo- movies? Kong, yeah. and then the Godzilla yeah. X Kong movies. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you you have those to work with. And that makes it easier in a way because you have certain things that you already established that you can insert these characters into. And if you introduce things, because this is playing in the past, relatively speaking, if if we look at the movie timeline, uh, that were never even mentioned in those movies, you're like, what? So these guys, like basically the creators of Monarch, they never, they were never mentioned. Bill Ronda never mentions Keiko or Lee Show in the Kong movie. There's not even anything about them in there. So it's like, yeah. Like, I just think about it. they've manufactured a lot over the years with these movies. Because in Godzilla 2014, mm-hmm. we had Monarch. That's it. That's that was true. the yep. only thing that was mentioned and established in that movie was Monarch. That there was a mm-hmm. government association about monsters. That's it. Then it wasn't until Godzilla King of the Monsters where all of a sudden there's Hollow Earth theory. There's more to do with Monarch. And then with uh, Kong, that was its own separate thing that established like Bill Randa as one of the center cores of Monarch. But it still didn't talk about Hollow Earth. It didn't talk about anything outside of that. I mean, it kind of loosely hints at it with like the the skull crawlers a little bit. Um, But I imagine that it was during that time period that the people in, that are handling the monster verse with legendary we're just like okay we want to do the marvel thing we want to make an interconnected universe that we can branch everything out mm-hmm. and have everything tie back together and they probably just started saying like okay with each movie we got to figure out ways that can tie into different subsequent movies and or series and like <laughs> i don't think it's too ridiculous i, I think it's they, but like they, but here's the thing it it it, it has so i remember many scoffing at Godzilla versus Kong with the Hollow Earth. I'm like, what the fuck is this bullshit? <laughs> like, oh yeah, for sure. You know, well, but like I, I'm fine with it. The movies, this this show they're doing after the fact, so it's mm. kind of like okay, they're trying to tie things the best way they can. Yeah, I but think. they, create, the they, they created more yeah. plot holes than they had before. Like you know, mm-hmm. because Viarana says that uh, they think that they have tunnel systems based on the series. He should know that. That it is more than that because he was there when Keiko disappeared. He was there when Sho disappeared and went into the the whatever earth at this point. I don't know. So he should be because if you look back at the Kong movie, it, it doesn't make sense that he's less. He he says like you know oh, we have tunnels and then and, and that's the theory. And I'm like, you you know exactly like what this is because apparently you've been working on it with with Keiko and and Lee based on this series so I'm like hello why why didn't we pay attention to this part of the whole thing like you know including characters that later appear in a movie that already came out and then changing their storyline you create plot holes 
my ultimate takeaway from this is we would feel far differently had this show come out in 2018 instead of now. Oh, 100%. Probably, yeah. If this led into King of the Monsters, it would have been incredible because then we were like, yeah. oh, cool. Big apocalyptic event is on the way. Also, yeah. Kong is back. Cool. Yeah. And he's yeah. bigger. Whoa. For some reason, I think this show is just much like its story, a moment misplaced in time. Because if this had come out before King of the Monsters, mm -hmm. it would have been a really excellent way to go into that movie. Yeah. Trying yeah, to, to retroactively like fit this into the timeline. It's just, it's a harder task that they almost achieved and just yeah. didn't really. But even then, to accomplish the that, what they would have had to have done, like I was getting at earlier, they were probably only then starting to create these oh, yeah, threads of plots yeah. that like they're now trying to insert the show into which they probably mm -hmm. hadn't even considered writing most of this stuff you know back in those days of creating those movies originally i mean covid happened so all the production shit went all that too. wobbly so who knows but i digress let's uh <laughs> carry on here because uh i completely lost my place where we were we were talking about keiko explaining that this isn't you know, this is not the world of the Titans, that this is the world in between. She calls it Axis Mundi, and there's that moment of like, oh, okay, it's that land of heaven and hell, or between heaven and hell. So there's a little bit of this, they're intertwining a little bit of like Japanese lore into that, mm -hmm. which is mythology. interesting because, you know, Godzilla movies, Japanese movies have done that a lot in the past. Super uh, Japanese show, too. It is mm -hmm. very, very heavily, you know, Japanese cast, Japanese writers, Japanese uh, production Setting. staff, everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So there's also this part where Keiko is talk to, talking about staying behind because uh, she's missed so much. They're, like, she, they're trying to prepare the, the shuttle with the emitter and Keiko gets frustrated and she's just like, no, I'm not, I'm not going back because I've missed too much. There's no point in me going back. And Kate kind of stands up and has another one of these like, I shall be heard moments like she did last episode, the episode before where she starts mm -hmm. talking out of nowhere and everybody stops what they're school doing. School teacher. A school teacher. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, no, you have to come home because I've lost too much. Like, all right, fair enough. <laughs> she's basically like, okay, no, this curse is done. The curse of my family is done. You're mm -hmm. coming home. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, okay. All right. So then we have them activating the emitter to get it to call in a Titan. Uh, Shaw gives him a quick little summary of how this works. We call a Titan in and we're able to ride it out of here. Essentially they turn it off before it gets too close. So then they just follow it back through the portal. Uh, but unfortunately there is a, another Titan already there with them in access Monday. So that kind of throws a big fat old Kaiju sized lump in the plan. Mm -hmm. uh, the emitter gets knocked loose and then Titan comes uh, through and then Shaw gets out to reconnect the emitter. <laughs> I'm sorry, I have, to I have to quote what Brandy wrote here. She wrote, stress, stupid dragon bat Titan asshole <laughs> decides that he's going to start coming at them and messing with their shit. And Is that they, the same dragon we saw at the beginning of the show? It looks like way. it. It's to pretty me. similar. I, I'm curious to at least do some photo comparisons and see if it's the same mm -hmm dragon or at least one of that kind if they're like in a family of that kind mm -hmm. of monster the species the rather than like the yeah exactly that was no that was not hugging i don't think she said hug 
No, mm-hmm. I said fuck. Mm-hmm. Oh! <laughs> you know, this one. <laughs> this kind of fucking got it. Throwback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's Dawn. I'm glad so, you clarified. There's a lot of different types. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So in the same, she said hug. I was like, that was not a hug. In the same vein as the episode when they go down, they they call in the the kaiju. They see it coming, but then the emitter gets knocked loose, so they start losing it, and that's where the the big panic is to reconnect it. And Shaw barely manages. He finally gets it reconnected, and then sure enough, guess who comes through the rift? But Godzilla. And it's a pretty awesome freaking shot of him coming, stepping out through the rift. He's beautiful. That's my boy. Godzilla roared. They feed him good. (laughs) They feed him good. He's a big beefy boy. And he gets violent. I love that. This was an awesome scene. And I I, I said to Brandy afterwards, I compare this scene as to like a micro version of the battle of Godzilla versus the Mutos in 2014. Mm, that's funny because I thought of the fight in Antarctica against Ghidorah because yeah. in that scene there's a lot of shots of like them almost hitting the humans and then mm-hmm. it's from like that perspective looking up mm-hmm. and so that like from the way it's choreographed that's what it reminded me of for Fair. this one I was taking it more from the front of that like Godzilla is very aggressive immediately with this bat fucker as yep. Brandy says mm-hmm. and like Quickly in the beginning of the fight, the, the bat like attacks him and bites his neck and he rips something off of it, either its foot or its tail. It's and like then the it spits in his face and then he rips one of its wings off. He, he does like the kiss of death, basically, like almost immediately he's winding up the fire breath. I'm like, oh, we're going to get at least one fire blast in the show. And it, it was very close to that where he's just bah, you know blasting down also important to note this isn't Godzilla <laughs> sizing up an eagle this is him taking out a oh pet. yeah mm-hmm. yeah you just immediately you're done you're squashed yep also convenient for television because it was you like five minutes long <laughs> well this also gave me the the hope of what i would like to see come from the show if not the movie series i want a series mm-hmm. of movies of just godzilla fucking up other monsters that's mm-hmm. what I want as a Godzilla fan. I want this show to be a teeny tiny sneak preview foreshadowing of what to expect in the future of the MonsterVerse. Godzilla I want what we had in the 80s with slashers, but it's Godzilla. <laughs> He's just running around kicking the shit out of anything that moves. Yeah, give me that. I want I'm that. I'm into that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so that's what I hoped. <laughs> Quote of Brandy's. Shaw runs, but there is too much weight, so he lets go. I am unhappy. Dick Bat ruined everything, but we got a brilliant <laughs> Godzilla fight. <laughs> And quite I agree with past Andy. Yes. Yeah. That upset me. But like he threw the wing, like Godzilla threw the wing into the rift. And that's mm-hmm. what made the pod start going. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't Godzilla going back through the rift. It was yeah, like, it's kind of like it created the, the suction yeah. of the rift to pull everything mm-hmm. in. So of course, Shaw starts chasing after the pod and he's trucking and Keiko's going, run, Forrest, run. <laughs> And it's, of course, you're already like, yeah, this is how this is going to go down. Mm-hmm. Shaw's going to be the one that gets left behind when Keiko wanted to be kept behind. Mm-hmm. Um, which, at least with that, I like this moment of they were in a reverse angle to each other from when Keiko fell. It was mm-hmm. kind of like the same shot where she's holding on to him and he's looking up at her in the opposite. And he just has that like really big smile on his face. He's like, it's fine. I'm sorry, but everything's yeah, okay now. Said, like, thank you. Yeah. And I'm like, I just broke. 
I think it was somebody at Escapist that wrote about the dualities of the series when the first couple episodes came out. There's a lot of mm-hmm. like mirroring going on yeah. throughout the entire thing thematically. Monarch. I mean, the Monarch logo, you know, is like the, yeah. the Infinity logo. Are you reading my notes? No, I'm pausing for anyone oh. else and watching <laughs> Lily's smile just... Uh-huh. I can, I can, I can. Like she, you know. she's, she's mad about Shaw. Yeah, I know that. How'd you feel about yeah. that Godzilla fight? It was good. Like you know, maybe good, but you know, the climax of the entire show. Anymore. Like, sat through that's, that's why he got ten episodes down. for that. <laughs> Took me yeah. two months to get here. It was pretty good, but mm. Mm. like yeah, yeah. Uh, again. I, mean, I, I can't get into it again. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? I'm hoping at this point, it's a possibility that he survived somehow. Yeah, absolutely. You can we look at it be, from the Keiko we, effect. He's he could gonna be alive. ride out on Godzilla's back. Like Woody. Like cowboy hat. <laughs> you know it's Yeah, happen. go get him, Gojira. Like, <laughs> like thrown dead on, on the Purgles. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> In his asshole okay. shops, damn it. Yes. That's right. Gotcha. Gotcha. It's gonna come right. It would be so stupid. Rolling through so that rift. But that's the thing, is it now it opens up that opportunity. So he gets left behind. The pod comes back. We know time moves differently there. He can be perfectly fine, and they uh, he either pops back out in a little bit of time, or they go looking for him, and he's just like, "Hey guys, you've been gone fifteen minutes. What took you so long?" You know, he wants he wants robot butlers. He's gonna wait. He'll wait right. for a while. Mm. He said he did. So, to close us out of this show, we see the pod landing in a very specific location surrounded by lights and some futuristic looking tech. And we're like, immediately, my first thought is, okay, somebody was waiting for them. Mm -hmm. Who was waiting for them? And how long has it been? Mm -hmm. And sure enough, they're immediately approached by Kentaro, of all people. Mm -hmm. And it's very much like, oh, hey, welcome back. We missed you guys. Woo! You know, like, so happy to see you. Yeah, they have this sweet sibling hug. Kentaro hugs May. Kentaro explains that it was Hiroshi that had done the math to help them get there. And it's like, oh, okay, Kentaro and Hiroshi are all buddy-buddy now. Hiroshi's very happy to see Kate. Mm-hmm. Yes, of course, because <laughs> obviously, obviously they think she's dead. This is the big character emotional payoff. Yeah, yeah the, whole, the whole legacy is coming together mm-hmm. now. We're getting the whole mm-hmm. family coming back together. We have got... The start of the show was Kate finding Kentaro looking for, you know, Hiroshi, Hiroshi, them looking for Hiroshi. Now they're back together. And then you also bring in grandma into the scene Mm -hmm. because you've got Keiko who's still alive and you have Hiro saying mama in like almost like a child-esque, like very, almost uh, infantile manner, Mm -hmm. which I think. That one almost got me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he hasn't seen her since he was like. 10 a child not yeah. even 10 he would have been like seven or six or something the last time he saw her yeah. my only throw off in that is i would have expected him to say the japanese word for mother like kasa instead like mm. that felt a little off to me because they typically speak japanese to each other and i don't know it's it works either way <laughs> as brandy put full snot cry she yep. says i'm so sorry over and over and over so much so much snot I know, Brandy. I looked at Brandy. I was like about to say something to her while we're watching. She is just like, <laughs> like yeah. Her he face he looks like, over at me and he's like, "Did you make tea?" As I'm like full snot cry, and I'm like, <laughs> "The fuck, dude!" 
I'm having an emotional moment and you're like, did you make tea? <laughs> Didn't realize I was interrupting you. <laughs> my I mean, favorite my line moment. comes up here in a second. Yeah, go ahead. This is the, this is the best line. So the, the best line in the whole thing is, you know, the Hiroshi gets with his mom and, you know, they have that moment. But the best part of the entire situation in this is Kate turns to them and she goes, Grandma, I'd like you to meet my brother. Mm-hmm. She acknowledges the fact that that is her brother and that they're a family now, despite yeah. them being like at odds the entire time. And so that that was a really good one. Uh, mm-hmm. It's one of my favorite lines in the whole like episode. Yeah, that, that was very impactful that she's just very specifically like, this is my brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I like Keiko's face. Like, holy shit, I have two grandkids. <laughs> <laughs> Like, my okay. boy has been busy yes. and I don't know yet that he did it Babies. with two women and had two separate families. She <laughs> will scold him soon. Mm-hmm. Can she really judge him though? No, right, not really. Yeah. She I can. Mean, yeah. Sure. She can. I mean, she never fucked for all we know. So like, you know. <laughs> or Randa, because it's not Randa's kid. That's true. They just don't know if she actually name, did. So or not. like, you know. He does refer to them as our children at one point. He does. But he was talking about May and Kate, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know that you could take it both ways. But so to quote Brandy in the next part, she says, Apex bitch shows up shit balls. (laughs) (laughs) Here's another another plot hole. (laughs) Just going to put it out there. What the fuck is Apex doing on Kong Kong's Island? What? We don't know. We're going to have to stay tuned uh, to season two to, two to find out. Season <laughs> Because from all we know from Godzilla versus Kong, uh, Monarch has been there for like, I don't know, years at that point because... Uh, yeah, they have the that research. They probably, they have a yeah, partnership. Like, wait, 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 hold on. There is that, there is a mm. plot point in one of the there previous episodes where Monarch sets up a deal with Apex. Mm. So that's probably part of it, why they're there. That Apex helps Monarch construct the site on Kong Island mm. or Skull Island. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe, maybe. It's a possibility. Lily's <laughs> just like, nope, it's sure dumb fucking bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Nice helicopter, though. Yeah. Might as well. A sweet helicopter. But yes, that's the big, big reveal that this is Apex here. The alarms are going off. And they're like, we got to get out of here. And they pull back out. And then who do we see? Fucking Kong. It's like next season of Monarch, Big Legacy Monkey. of Kong, yeah. <laughs> Big Monkey. Tom's Good old gonna be Conky happy. Dong himself. Conky Dong. And this is in 2017 because they say it's two years has passed yep. since they originally went into the rift. So we're now in 2017, which is two years before King of the Monsters, but it's the mm-hmm. year Kong Skull Island came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Perfect time oh. to set up for a second season leading up to King of the Monsters. Yeah, I want to go watch all the movies again. I mean, maybe uh, if they were to do a second season, if it were to take place simultaneously while the world is going to shit and King of the Monsters, that could be really interesting because there's a lot of like monsters and stuff happening that we don't see in that film. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, What was Kong doing during that film? Mm-hmm. Right, we never That's knew. We never question. heard anything. Big mammoth thing, spider thing. You know, there's, there's a yeah, few. but we see those. Right, but we, in the we movie. See what were they like, doing before it, that, though? But we didn't see yeah. Kong sleeping. I'm really surprised they didn't lean into the Ghidorah stuff in this one. Honestly, like maybe they're saving that for the next season. It could be, maybe. As far as it's, I've read, is they the haven't season. confirmed a second season yet. Yeah, yeah. 
they probably will. It's the most popular thing that Apple, I think, has put out in a long time. Yeah, I need to double check the mm-hmm. metrics, but I've been hearing that that it's one of the, the best mm-hmm. rating rated, like the highest. And as far as like the amount of money that the MonsterVerse makes collectively is astronomical, especially at the global box office. Mm-hmm. It's crazy how this is all blown up. Like me as a little, you know, my little Godzilla Kaiju fan over here, like 10 years ago, I was like, <laughs> I want Godzilla. And now there's like a shitload, you know, and it's one of the Spoiled, biggest things. man. One of the biggest I, things. I like read a book yeah. <laughs> since the last time I was on this show about Godzilla. Like there's so many things that you can interact with in this franchise and it's it's the best time to be into it because we have Godzilla minus one. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Shin Godzilla in 2016. Excellent. There's, you know, the MonsterVerse stuff. There's just there's a lot and it's all yeah. interesting and fun and different. Like the Reiwa era of Godzilla, the little shorts and everything that they make. Mm-hmm. It's all so cool. Good stuff. Yeah, I love how much fun they're just taking everything in like ridiculous, crazy directions. But Mm -hmm. we had to wrap up this episode. And to do so, we need to give our episode rating for the season finale of Monarch Legacy of Monsters. I'll give it an eight. All right. Pacing of the episode was pretty good. Wish that there was a couple things here and there, but you know what? This was the most, you know, monster filled episode. So it's a good one. How about you, Lily? I, I, go, Lily. Just do it. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know. Uh, uh, seven, but only because Godzilla was there. Mm. I have too much salt in my system to give anything higher to it. I'm not going to lie. And the fact that it didn't get me emotional, like, you know, there were no tears for me, which is a usual occurrence if something emotional happens. That yeah. has a lot. I'm not mm-hmm. usually very emotional, but this one got me. Yeah, but, but I am. Again. <laughs> like, I cry at everything. Like, if, if they do it right, the I'm going to cry. The too thick in her veins yeah. to, to yeah, cry. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I didn't cry. And I think that's a bad sign for the show because I didn't cry. I'm just mm. going to put it out there. So mm. seven. Well, it made me cry. So I was going to give it a 10, but Shaw died. So I'll give it a nine. Did he die, though? I don't know. You don't he know. Fell. He fell. <laughs> he fell. He fell. And he Who somehow knows? survived. He fought. This is Hollywood. <laughs> Anything could happen. Who knows? Paul Patin somehow returned. Like, oh, my I God. Had shit. Fun. That's the thing, like, yeah, I don't, I, I can't, I can't. I know, like, you, you didn't, know. but I did, no. so that's... No, because, like, you know, <laughs> they started off serious, and then they decided that we're no longer going to be serious, and they went into the, you know, the direction where they just, like, doing things, and I'm like, sure, yeah, fuck it all, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's that's my biggest salt with it, like, this could have been, as I said, this could have been, like, a really fun look, it, more into the monarch stuff. I didn't even think that we needed this many monsters that we got at the end like you know encounters and everything so could have worked but would like, you have preferred if the show was just a really hard like just down the ar- arrow like s- traumatic yes. story about monarch and the yeah. pub like the whole uh yes. like the politics of monarch like a docu-series yeah. on monarch yeah because mm. it, it like if you think really about boring. it, 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 it why is it boring? I mean, I like documentaries. They, they start with, they start with, like, it wouldn't be a real documentary, <laughs> though. That's so why I said docu-series 
a mockumentary. But they, but they started off like that. Like if they would have kept with the tone of the first two episodes, I would have been much happier with this. Even with the tone of Keiko getting sucked away by a bunch of little crackroach monsters. Yeah, because you know, it's, it's part of it. Like, you know, it's part of how they discover things and whatnot. Like I, I didn't have a problem with those scenes because it's like, you know, it's them discovering that there are a whole entire world that they that we don't know anything about. And it, and it made sense. And it, it those were the most interesting parts. Like how, how did they come to know about Godzilla? How did they come to know about the Titans? How did they get where they are? And, and by the end, it was just like fuck you know fun yeah well we can go over all this too when we do our wrap-up episode Mm -hmm. and go really into the nitty-gritty of it all but yeah like i have my qualms with it but it wasn't that stuff like i'm for me this episode is probably i want to say like nine because godzilla's fight scene alone was pretty awesome and like i'm easy easily won over with that i love the scenes with keiko like keiko is just so badass i love her she's one of my favorite Mm -hmm. parts of the show um and i'm honestly happy that a lot of the other garbage that we haven't been liking about the show has been kind of pushed to the side like i'm fine with kate and may just being like over here it's like you're there Mm -hmm. we don't need you right now that's fine kentaro kind of took a more of a center point he seems like he's more prominent in the new timeline as well as what's going to happen in the future. If we see that ever, I'm already thinking about where Kentaro is going to be going forward, what he's going to be a part of going forward. If he's like Hiroshi's like right-hand man with Mm -hmm. stuff that we're doing things with apex, maybe that leans into what happens with apex in the future. I don't know. There's a lot of interesting things that they could do with this. Mm-hmm. Not going to go into like the full bore of the entire show, but I enjoyed this episode. I'm ultimately ultimately pretty happy with like what they did overall, and I'm glad that it leaned into the silly a little bit because I like the silliness. That's why I'm a Godzilla fan. I wouldn't be mm-hmm. a Godzilla fan if I didn't like the silliness. I'm not saying that it couldn't have been a little bit more serious to your mm-hmm. point, Lily. I'm sure in that universe where we had that version of the show stay on that track, it could have been good in its own right. But also have its own faults. But too I like the fact because that everyone has, has their own opinion and their own things that they enjoyed or didn't like about the series. Like that to me said, I don't know. That to me, well, is how many like people are watching the show and complaining that there's not enough monsters in the show? Yeah. I said, well, it's not about monsters. It's not about the monsters. <laughs> God bless those set designers, though. They really, like, knocked it out of the park. A lot of the locale and settings were super Everything's, it's a gorgeous and, like, well Mm -hmm. done, like, series. You can see how much of their budget they put into that last episode with that fight scene with Godzilla. Like, that that was intense. (laughs) Yeah. It's beautiful. You know, Mm. the the actors are great. uh, So there's a lot going for it. And then Mm. I kind of feel like that they dropped the ball. And I would just like to point out that when we live in a time where we have a movie like Godzilla Minus One, who's more of a serious stone movie, uh, then, you know, I think a more serious stone monarch series would have worked very easily. I don't think Mm. it's fair to compare to Minus One, though, as they're set in a different monster verse. Like the obviously, but the legendary like monster you verse is the get, silly, goofy one, though. Different but when you can get like a movie like, and, God, yeah. like Minus One, uh, and it's a Godzilla movie at the end of the day, I think then, that's the biggest surprise of this whole thing is Minus One is 
incredible. Like it is mm. definitely the thing to go out and see <laughs> if you have any interest at all in you know Godzilla. The, on the, in the inverse of that, though, if you don't like serious Godzilla movies, you're not gonna like minus one. If you're like, mm-hmm. this is weird because yeah. it's too serious, you know, like it's going to put you off. If you're sure. here for the wackiness, you know, but to each their own. Like I personally enjoy and consume all of Godzilla content just because I've grown up watching it and I've grown yeah, up I like all of it. watching <laughs> the silly with the serious. You know, I, I remember mm-hmm. watching the original Godzilla movie in 1985, which are hyper serious. But then you've got all the in between 60s and 70s goofiness. You know, which I still love to this day, even though Space Godzilla, you know, I love Space Godzilla. He's such a cool design. (laughs) And then, of course, you got like Godzilla Jr. in that one, which is (laughs) there's Godzilla Jr. in Space Godzilla, where he's like the baby, and then in Destroyer, he's almost full size Godzilla. Mm -hmm. He's like a half size Godzilla. (laughs) Anyway, I digress. Uh, the show is coming to a conclusion. We have one more episode of. Monarch Files. We're going to do our final summary of the entire series. And I don't know, like, Lily, are you going to be able to make it through? <laughs> sure. I'm just going to I love you, Lily. Fine. I love you, too. It's okay. <laughs> we can have different opinions. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. It was we can't fun. all love the same thing. So like, yeah. Right. Yeah. So next week, look forward to the, the Monarch Files therapy session. <laughs> right. <laughs> all that family explosion. therapy the and family drama. drama. Yeah. <laughs> I've had more fun with this because of y'all. Good. We'll say <laughs> that. Aww, that's Aww. nice. All right. Before we close it out, Alex, did you have anything you want to throw out there? I don't know if you've got anything going on currently that you want to promote. Uh, nothing or... in the immediate future, except for go check out foreverclassicgames.com. We're in the planning stage for 2024 right now, and we'll soon have our accolades for last year because I like to give December some room just in case something wacky comes out in December. Mm-hmm. Uh, so enough. look forward to that. And generally, we're just kind of keeping on keeping on. So thank you, Alex, for joining us for these episodes of this show. It's been a pleasure having you around with us mm-hmm. and adding your theories, thoughts, and feelings uh, to the general discussions that we've been having. And you can catch us every Tuesday at 2 p.m. PST on Couch Soup's YouTube channel. Uh, and you can even catch us a day early if you're a member at CouchSoup.com. But ultimately, uh, we hope to see you guys again for next week for our last final breakdown episode where we're going to cover the entire series and how we feel about it as a whole. With that, thank you, Brandy. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, Lily. Be sure to visit CouchSoup.com to feed your hungry kaiju soul. So long. Godzilla noise. (laughs) Bye-bye, everybody. I'm going to go and do the other podcast. <laughs> yeah, bye. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Take care, you guys. I'm going to see you bye. next week. Bye. Just like, fuck you all. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> bye. Are you ready to go down the rabbit hole? The All Things Alice podcast will explore the cultural phenomena of Alice in Wonderland. Frank Bedore, the author of the Looking Glass Wars trilogy, is your host through a wonderverse of interviews from all types of creators as they chronicle the dark yet empowering reality of Lewis Carroll's fantasies and answer the question, what is it about Alice that captivates us still today? The All Things Alice podcast, available wherever you listen to podcasts.